You're listening to Becoming by Design podcast with Moradion, where I believe you become the woman you are truly meant to be by intentional design and not by default. So join me each week for wisdom and inspiring interviews to guide you along the way and provide you with the tools to become your most authentic and best self. Hi guys! Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to Mo's Becoming by Design. It is such a beautiful day and thank you so much for tuning in and for staying with us even up to this time. We're so grateful and we appreciate you all. For everyone who has been listening, you know, to this um, refurbished, (laughs) who has been listening to, you know, the revamped, you know, episodes. Thank you so much. Right from the tribute episode, you know, to um, how to deal with grief, to the power of journaling, you know, and then to today's episode. I don't worry, I'll be revealing the topic in a bit. <laughs> but thank you so much. We really appreciate you. The feedback has been amazing and we thank you so much. And we're just grateful to God for the impact that this podcast has had over time. All right. So for today, um, we have, we have, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, my name. <laughs> My name is Bridget and Kim, and I will be co-hosting this episode with a beautiful damsel. <laughs> All right, she she's she's one of um, Mo's uh, Momo's closest friends. Like we grew up together practically, and yeah, she's now my friend. <laughs> All right, so introduce yourself. My name is Olajuwoke Adiola. Yeah, I'm excited to be here with Bridget. Exactly. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So just we just dive straight into it. All right, but then joining us for today's episode um, is <laughs> a woman of God, a woman, and a woman after God's heart. I mean, she is one of the sweetest, wisest, you know, women that we have come across. Myself and Olaju. Okay, and I'm sure every other person or most ladies can testify. You have not seen Come on generation. now. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Our generation is blessed to have her. We're talking about none other than Pastor Debola Deji Kurumi. Also called or fondly called GDK. <laughs> so we'll be calling in in a bit. Yes, it's the phone conversation. She's not here right now in the studio, but don't worry, you guys will hear her. It will be like she's here, she's present here. <laughs> Alright, so our topic for today is why you are the woman for the job. I think this topic is really profound, really, really profound. And it sort of, you know, um, connects to what the purpose of this podcast is uh, becoming by design, which is, you know, helping women discover you know um their purpose become who god has created them to be not by default but by design so it's 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 really talking about your identity talking about your self-worth basically hinging on how having a healthy self-esteem so when we say why are you the woman for the job we're not talking about okay maybe you have one particular job in mind and then you go and you're like okay sorry you have to work on it no but they said that the woman no that's not always we're just saying that okay you are enough you are adequate you know you are you're good enough for exactly. that job that you're job. good enough for that relationship you're good enough for that purpose for that vision Hallelujah. for that dream you have thank you you're more than enough Ooh. that's pretty much what 
you are the woman yes i'm excited and i know that we have so many experiences and so many stories that we can share with you guys about times when we just felt like like i mean i for one i but for many years i dealt with low self-esteem because i just felt like okay i wasn't enough oh like and when something bad happened i'm like okay, well well and it's funny enough i didn't even have to voice it out i just said oh, well i already knew that i would not even get it you know i just allowed i allowed a lot of negative things you know to happen to me and it started with my thought with my mindset so today we are changing we want to shake you know that foundation <laughs> want to shake off that mindset you know you are enough god has created you you know to be he has qualified you already so don't say oh i don't deserve it i don't deserve it grace has qualified you for that particular thing and also you putting your best and walking towards it all right so we're going to be dealing with all those things now but before we go we just want to you know give a brief it, this is really it doesn't really capture you know her everything that she does and who she is really and truly but then we'll just give a brief uh what profile of our guest for today so i'll let you make it over to so pastor david did you come on behold ddk is the president and founder at Deborah's initiative for women a non-denominational christian ministry in over five countries she is the executive director at Ideation of Africa, an accelerator for African social innovators, changemakers, and development entrepreneurs. She is the founder and CEO at Immense Coaching Company, an online personal transformation institute, helping women launch a higher version of themselves. She's also the president of Firebrand Movement, an assignment to awaken a God-hungry generation who can stare and steward the move of the students today. She is an exemplary leader, but 2018 Mandela Washington Fellow recognized as one of Africa's young leaders by the United States government. Devola and her husband are resident pastors at the baptizing church, Becky. She loves to laugh and makes people laugh. <laughs> She's joyfully married to Deji Kurumi and has three generals hmm. ladies and gents we hinted that's <laughs> <special>. <laughs> yes all right hello hello ddk <laughs> okay i guess it's a lot better now thank you so much how is the how is the quarantine <laughs> well it's been great um it's it's painful but it's a it's a sad experience across the world in terms of the pandemic, but being at home is always a joy for me. Can you help us demystify this thing called as women? Demystified purpose for women? Women, yes. Well, I don't know why I should talk about purpose um, within a gender context because purpose is not is not a genderized, uh, you know, conversation really. Um, when God looks at the earth, He sees spirits primarily. He sees spirits. Um, he sees enabled, endowed spirits that have a soul and live in a body. So, um, what God has handed to you to do are uh, a series of assignments that unfold you know and sometimes it's like when you set 
a program to be modular and to have prerequisites. I don't know if you've taken maybe a course like that before where unless you're done with module one, um, it's not going to do it module two and it's just set in that prerequisite format. So um, generally, many, many times we are in this phase where God is just seeing how we're going to go through that particular season and learn a lesson before we can drink the next season. But to give it more, you know, very direct context, purpose is what is on God's heart to achieve on the earth and for which he has handed you divine endowment and enablement to partner with him on, right? And it's not one static thing that, you know, um, it's not one event that you are ultimately living your own whole life to accomplish. It is it's a string of many possibilities um, that are connected to time and chance in that sense. So in the broad big sense, God wants you to partner with him and make the earth a better place by advancing his own agenda, his own desires, his own intentions, which are for good and not for evil. And um, yes, so as far as your own portion in that broad agenda is concerned, it's almost like a matrix. There are things that God has put on your inside in terms of gifts, and um, capacities. There are also desires, interests, and passions that is put on your inside. And then um, the matrix continues as you meet different kinds of people and you are set in the context of your own unique experience in life, e.g. your background, your upbringing, where you grew up. All of those things come together to prepare you to be able to um, serve that unique purpose that is in God's So what I would say is there are three of things I believe are just at the heart of, you know, living a life of purpose. The first is obviously a relationship with God because, um, well, if he's the one who is, uh, what's the word here? If he's the one who has designed your life, who has designed your future, who has designed your destiny, then it means you have to stay close um, if you're going to be able to uncover that design right a life of purpose is a life by design yeah. so it means that yeah you're walking with him and freezing after seizing his uncovering you know new dimensions of what you're here for and what you want to do um the second is to live from inside out uh and I mean, that, for example, is one of the biggest things about Moradeo. She she was literally the queen of intentional living. She was journaling consistently. She was asking difficult questions. I used to treat her about asking me jam questions. She was so keen to really like see life from an untainted lens that is not that is non-judgmental and that is also not influenced by the by pop culture and the thoughts of others and the and the popular things on social media. She she was living from inside out. And that's definitely a powerful habit for anyone who is going to lead a life of purpose. You've got to live from inside out. You've got to 
learn to you know to be with yourself under the limelight of the Holy Spirit um, for a believer and and just ask the right questions, spend time journaling, um, get introspective, and keenly observe the patterns that are um, evolving in your life. And I, I say that with every sense of seriousness. That's a whole book on its own, right? Because people often feel like purpose is going to be like very stuff obvious. God is just going to drop, you know, a, a material on your lap and be like A to Z. This is all they will be about your life. Absolutely not. Many times, what will turn out to be the most important path to take in a season will be uncovered by a string of clues. Sometimes God speaks with words. Sometimes God speaks. God speaks without words. Yeah. So sometimes they're just clues that are God incidences. You may think they're coincidences, but as you observe in quietness and in reflection, living from inside out, you would start to see some patterns. And this is how you break into new levels of possibility. You would start to see some patterns, things that are coming again and again to you, opportunities that you keep getting asked, um, things you keep getting asked to speak on, just as an example, or a certain challenge that keeps repeating itself like a cycle till you come face to face with yourself and you're like, why does this keep happening to me? <laughs> and you might get the answer that, well, you've been build for this kind of you know terrain and you start to say what are my insights to fight this war why was i raised in this family why is this pattern repeating itself why do i keep getting uh, into this kind of emotionally unavailable alliances with people you know and that and you begin to say oh yeah i can see i have this unhealed pressure or desire or affinity to want to be liked because of you know the kind of experiences i had with my absentee father and those things push you to get answers and in finding answers for yourself god uncovers the bigger picture of how he wants you to give answers to others in that kind of situation just just as a scenario do you see so number one build a relationship with god because he's got the design number two lead from inside out and then number three think about a life of contribution a life of purpose is a life of contribution and you can just check it out with a lot of people who have become influential thought leaders uh, shifting and changing culture in different industries and you will see that underneath their life's journey was just a desire to be a blessing a desire to create a change a desire to contribute I want to warn my own generation because there is a current fixation on monetizing your gifts, monetizing your talent, monetizing. We want to monetize everything. Mm -hmm. And you know, what you're even monetizing has not become a tested, yes. um, a tested gift yes. that has proof of really being a, a transformational tool for many others. Mm -hmm. So you are, you are monetizing a raw material. Mm -hmm. And long before you get a chance to prove that concept you knock yourself off the game because people interact with your raw material and they're like what is this what i've paid for and they just bounce you because at the earlier stages you're just googling up stuff you have not embodied that thing you want <laughs> so let's let's focus on contribution wow. right you contribute your way till people start to literally beg you to exchange value for what you have 
right? So, I mean, when I started to think about coaching in 2013, it was because people started inviting me to the organization. Mm. After being in different things I was doing for free, and they started saying, no, no, no. And, you know, they would say, please, you have to come and train in my company. And they would sell my market, you know, to the organization. And then I get behind the door. And they're talking an amount of money that would be higher than my annual salary. I'd be like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you even joking with me? <laughs> right? And I wanted to jump into coaching at that time and the Lord was like, Can you chill? Did you even know about it before I started and you know <laughs> wow. So let us really think in terms of contribution. What can I do to make a difference? Hmm. How can I get at least one person waking up giving thanks to God that I came and that I'm alive? Hmm. Right. So those would be three top things uh to start with. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow, DK. This that, that was that was that was really good. So, Thank you. you know, but you mentioned you mentioned something about, you know, our generation now wanting to monetize raw material. <laughs> you know, without so I, I so I believe what you're talking about is a place for self-improvement, for building in terms of you know coming to that place where people know that we okay, I am the woman for the job. Because I believe okay, when you're talking about the woman for job that means you know that okay you are capable you have a healthy self-esteem you have you know you know who you are you have things that you want to do you know so it's having that mindset that okay i am enough i can do this i can do this yeah but also there's a place for like you said there's a place for self in development self yeah so uh, uh please can you can you talk a little about about that because right now honestly everybody in our generation just wants to blue they just want to everybody wants to do it wants to have it sharp sharp now now <laughs> you know? nobody wants to go through process nobody wants to you know build and you know just blow nobody wants to so can you just talk about it a little Okay, um, so now, first of all, the truth is there's going to be a permanent creative tension in your life. And that is the tussle between the courage to do, believing that you're enough, and the literal trepidation that, you know, that um, makes you just you know afraid or wonder if <laughs> if you're not going to fall flat on your face yeah. it happens to the best of us in fact what research is showing uh what psycholo- social psychology research is showing interestingly is that um is is that the athletes who lose that inner team of trepidation because they hit um, very great levels of prominence and success and they've gained in a very enormous amount of mastery on their game. The moment they begin to lose that tinge of trepidation, they begin to practice less. And as they begin to practice less, they actually start their journey downward, yeah. right? A downward roll out of prominence, out of mastery, and out of excellence. So you still... Um, I was still watching the documentary of Michael Jordan um, and just being so inspired by his basketball basketball journey. And he was talking about how in the face of that tremendous magical success that he had 
you know, on this on this ride and ride and ride of Michael Jordan, every time he was getting into the field of play, you know, he, he, his heart was still literally in his mouth and he would just be like, gosh, how am I going to do this? Do I feel prepared enough for this? And he would always have to do it afraid. And that's where the whole concept of doing it afraid uh, really came from. Like, there would always be that crazy tension. There would always be that part of you that must just be like, oosh, um, I still have this nervousness about um, my readiness and if I can do it. And of course, that also happens from the fact that you are going to be continually putting your hands in newer terrains and elevating to be more, to do more, and to try new things and to innovate, right? Um, so there is going to be always that crazy tension between, I'm enough, let's do this, and oh my God, can I really do this, right? Yeah. Um, but there is a lot of work that must go into coming up to the point of believing that I'm ready for this, I can do this, and, you know, let's launch that. And it's what is called an interesting mix between radical evolution and rapid execution. So it's almost like when those two subsets come together, um, what you have, I don't know what you call it because my math was not great, that thing that was that thing, that intersection, yes. So when those two sets come together, that intersection in the center is what makes you the woman for the job. That intersection, when you're standing in that intersection, uh, that's that's a point of great readiness to actually move out and do what is um, what has been put on your heart. So radical evolution speaks to um, how I must quickly. Uh, not necessarily quickly, but radical evolution speaks to the process of emerging um, on the scene, evolving into the woman who is capable of achieving the vision. Many times when we receive a vision or we get the idea, we are at that point just the custodian of the idea. We are not necessarily the executors of the idea. Meaning because because you got the idea doesn't mean that you have what it takes to achieve the idea. Uh, getting the idea is just an invitation onto a journey to mature into the person who can do the idea, right? But that is where we, that's, I think that's a snag. We feel like because the idea came to us, it means that we can go ahead and launch it. And this is where we embarrass ourselves, right? Um, and as you start to walk with God, that is one of the things you, you that's one of the memos you get early. And you quickly back off and you're like, mm, okay, now I get it. Because he'll be talking to you in present tense. Because his language is in the now, faith is in the now. <laughs> He'll be sounding like wow. you are the most epic daughter of mine on the face of the universe. You were born for this, right? And this is how I'm going to use you. This is how you're going to change the world. He's speaking to you in present terms, uh, and and that conversation actually is not a sending conversation. It's a um, it's a it's an invitation conversation, right? It's not a long conversation 
It's a conversation inviting you to hold his hand so that he can build you um, into the person who can do the job. So you see, when you're speaking to Abraham, he said, um, you know, you're a father of nations. Those who bless you, I will bless. Those who curse you, I will curse. You know, through you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And in that same context, he started to say to him, walk before me. Um, and be perfect, walk before me, come over and let us get on this journey so I can build you, right? So radical evolution speaks to the preparations that I must make for me to be, um, to grow into the woman for the job, right? Rapid execution speaks to how the tools, the strategies, the thinking, and the methodology I must deploy to quickly to quickly um, execute my goals, so that I don't stall so much on them till someone else actually goes out there and does it. Because that happens. So I'm going to share three things on the radical evolution side, and Marion laughs about this all the time. How I always have three things for everything. <laughs> Because three things, three things are just cool. They are unforgettable. Yeah. So three things on the radical evolution side, right? And if you get on these three things, what will happen is uh, you are going to hit what is called a critical mass. So you will never be perfect for the job, but you will be prepared for the job because there is a part of the requirement of being the person for the job that happens while you do the job. I don't know if you get this memo. Yeah. So you will be prepared enough to step in and you will continue to evolve right as you do the job. So when I started coaching, for example, or when I wrote my first book, well, I wasn't perfect for the job. I wasn't like the best offer they could be, right? But I wrote it. I wrote it as grade. Um, I also wrote it because I'd hit that critical mass where I knew that, okay, okay, we can write this first book. There's enough, there's a good measure of preparation that has gone into this woman and she can write it, right? But in between writing that first book in 2012 and currently writing a book now in 2020, gosh, it's like, uh, I look back at my books, I'm like, well, actually what's that? Oh my God, right? <laughs> and that's a sign of growth to look at your former work of art and to be embarrassed right to be both proud and embarrassed to be proud that well i put it out there well i overcame all my hesitations and then to be like <laughs> right so that happens i i look back at my courses i have to pull some down i've had to rebuild some because i'm just like ah, girl you have mind what is this thing that you actually put on <laughs> So, um, so but the, the, there are three, at least three things that can go into your radical evolution process that brings you to that critical mass where you can actually set out. Don't set out before a critical mass. Don't set out before, you know, sufficient potential is built so that we don't make all of us look silly together. <laughs> um, so radical evolution, number one, you must begin now, let me bash reading a little bit. I want to bash reading. I want to bash listening to podcasts. I want to bash listening to courses. I want to bash listening to uh, attending conferences. Like we've done enough of this herd mentality approach to personal development that it has become sickening, right? Let me tell you a, a fast track approach to attaining real productive growth in your life. First of all, figure out 
what the season is speaking to. What is what is prime concerning the season you are in? What do you send what pointing your attention to? What specific goal are you trying to achieve? What what are you trying to launch? Right? What is the big deal about this season? It's the power of focus because when you focus, it's the same thing that happens when the magnifying glass is put under the sun. You pull all the energy and you direct it along a focal point, right? And it releases fire on paper. The sun won't naturally burn paper, but when a magnifying glass comes in, it pulls the energy and it, it redirects along a, a you know a very slim focal point that causes the energy to become combustive. So you can't just be needing everything. There's, you, you think it's, it's true. You think it makes you cool when you just announce that, oh, I've read, my, I've read eight books now. I read one around marriage, spirituality, finance. I read about Buddhism. Then I read, I read Dedicated Firebrand. And, yeah, and people are like, wow. They're so wow. There's nothing, you know, that, let us break that table. And let me, let me just upset those of us who are, personal development journey. This simple thing that I'm saying to you here is my biggest secret and it's what I've shared with people who have quickly, radically evolved. So you've got to know what is the pressing assignment of the season. When Moradi wanted to launch Fashion Pro again at the start of 2019, uh, as well as Becoming by Design, you know, I sat with her and we created what was her growth plan. You know, and it was uh, along the lines of what preparations are key for you to step out and to do this. And what are your natural limitations that we have to take out of the way by personal development so that you can actually do this work since it's what is burning on your heart for the season. So the first thing is align your, let your personal development be extremely goal oriented. Read along the lines of what you want to learn because of what you want to launch. Listen to podcasts by people who have gone into the field doing what you think I could do. Something like that. You're dealing with um, uh, inferiority complex. Please don't go and be reading uh, uh, The Richest Man in Babylon. Please don't go and read Rich That for That. You can't even be rich, first of all, because your mind is in a messed up place. Fix that. Right? So you go get books that help you. Go get a self-identity book. Go and read a book by, uh, you know, The Sex of Significance by Robert Maggie, which is my, <laughs> I've made the man sell out because it's my biggest recommendation if you're dealing with interesting conflicts and all of that. Well, I digress. So fix that. That's the first thing. And maybe on a separate podcast, we can really open up about how to build a growth plan that is aligned to where you are, right? But that's the first big secret. A second thing is, you've got to go get your hands dirty and you've got to in turn go and volunteer. Now, even if you become epic with a season of your life and a particular thing you've done, when a new season opens up, don't forget I've said, purpose is a string of seasons, of, of events. It's not just a one-off. So, when a new season opened up for me and I started to burn with a desire to um, to you know get into public policy for Africa, that was a new terrain, and I was I was freaking out. I was terrified. What did I start to do? Begin to um, volunteer for the Nigerian Economic Summit Group and go back to school. Go get a PhD, right? Um, because it was a terrain that I knew I was called to, and it was an expression of my assignment on Earth. But I didn't feel prepared for it. So I, I did radical evolution 
um, personal development along that line. I started to get back to school, right? The second thing was you start to intern and volunteer in that field, right? So this one, everybody wants to have a logo, a website, and become their own CEO and distribute their business cards. It's a problem of our generation. So that internship model, that apprenticeship framework is one of the most successful things about the the evil land, the evil culture, that even business schools in the U.S. have used them um, as case studies. It works, it works, it works. Right? So you go submit and and say, you're doing what I've been called to do. Um, Can you hold my hand? How can I serve you? These are my skill sets and all of that. And then a third thing is to begin to, it's called progressive elaboration. The third thing is progressive elaboration. Start doing small stuff in that line, right? You have a passion to build a, a a global you know leadership uh, camp for teenage girls in Africa local low income communities in Africa that was on your heart and you are well on your way you are reading you're studying you are researching you are taking a course on teenage mentoring right to create outcomes for low income communities fantastic as you begin to do that and ideas are building and you are writing you know as as you interact with knowledge the knowledge on your inside will jump at the knowledge on the outside so that's why you're reading a book and you are seeing things that is not in the book right this is what people don't know when you interact with knowledge the the wealth of knowledge sitting in your spirit will find its twin sister in that book then it will jump out at you and it begins to answer you it's powerful so when those things start to happen begin to try as ideas come don't stall on ideas don't say i mean my preparation is now do anything but don't go and announce yet on instagram that you started your global don't do it but start small get into a jiggle and host 10 girls to a hangout right sit with them and use their their conversation as data to really understand the real issues um you know in those communities ahead of when you are really going to launch so those will be top three things that can help you um hit a critical mass and you are going to know when the moment is right for you to take a big bold step and when that moment comes let me now share with you quickly three things on the rapid execution side number one is document your convictions because when you hit the field you are not going to feel like you heard right anymore you are going to be so scared that you want to back up but document your convictions document your ideas keep writing get a journal for that particular assignment and document number two is collaborate don't try to do it alone find collaborators who can partner with you um yes and you know get into the field and start to start to do with them then the third thing is to learn to celebrate small wins if you celebrate small wins your um your you know your stress level will drop <laughs> if you went as women and you met 10 girls and you had a great time take pictures with them do a video don't do the video for instagram or don't post it please just please please beg you in jesus name but do a video right and keep it and celebrate it and send it to you know 
uh, those who could be your funders later on, send it to your spouse, send it to your sister, speech, your friends, and be like, we did it, we did it, yeah. right? Yeah, Mariah recorded the first podcast. She sent it to me. She sent it to her friends. She was ecstatic yeah. about it. And let me even tell you a joke. So Mariah had my phone when I was in the US, um, so she could take my calls and all of that. And she recorded a video <laughs> on my phone. I watch it almost every day. It's crazy. So in that in that video, she was just playing with how she was going to start the podcast, what she was saying in the beginning. <laughs> so she put a video on the phone in front of her and she said, Hey guys, we did it. I finally launched my podcast and she'd be like, Oh god, that sounds so silly. Then start again. Hey guys, I'm sure she didn't know that it went into my my Google photos. Because obviously she deleted it but it had been saved. So every time I would just see this person who was both in that place of a critical mass, knowing she had to try and this trepidation of not wanting to be silly, but she ultimately did it right. So yeah, celebrate those small ones. Those are three things on both sides that can help you balance, uh, you know, wanting to set out as well as preparing enough to be the woman for the job. Wow. <laughs> Wow, 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 okay, you just preached a whole sermon and you just, you spoke to me personally, I know you spoke to me that you're speaking to us, I'm glad, talking to us, and Olajimoke can testify as well, wow, wow, Jesus, <laughs> thank you so much, thank you so much, okay, so, <laughs> that's your job, I love it, alright, because uh, I was going to ask um, about, you know, personal experiences, but I mean, you've already, you know, we were all in what you've said, you know, about when you wanted to start writing your book and all that. But I mean, thank you, thank you so much for sharing your experiences and sharing your wealth of wisdom with us. Thank you too. Today. Thank you so much. So, DDK, we'll have to say bye bye for now. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. I love you. Love you too. Thank you so much, Ma. Bye. All right, darling. Yes. Bye. Bye. Wow, guys! Oh, that's okay. I don't know. I'm shivering. <laughs> that was, that was, that was. My mind has been fire. blown. That was fire. That was fire. That was fire. Like beyond everything. Like we're we're jotting down. We're we're writing that. Like beyond everything we could have asked, or beyond everything we could have asked for. And thank God for that. That's what God does, really. <laughs> like beyond and over, you know, over and beyond our expectations. Yeah. So we're we're sure you guys must have learned a lot. So we just uh, you know recap, do a little recap. I think the first thing she mentioned. Um, I'll allow um, Olajuwon can say a few things about the radical evolution. The three things. No, three key points. <laughs> She's always saying three things about um, rapid radical evolution and rapid, rapid execution. execution. The first thing she mentioned is that you should build a relationship with God. You should live your life from the inside, inside out, out introspectively and then live a life of contribution. A life of purpose is a life of contribution. That yes. means you, you should serve, like a life, a life of service. Like you're not, uh, oh, I'm a boss. Oh, everybody. No, no. Your life is a life of service. Your purpose is to serve. You know, is to you're working with God to serve humanity. All right, so we should have those mindsets, and then of course she talked about doing it afraid. Then she talked about radical evolution, which leads to the critical mass, <laughs> and then rapid execution. But okay, I'll allow Olajuwon to say the three things on. So first thing about radical evolution is you must begin now. 
just start then listen to people that have struggled with issues that you, you or listen to people that have written about issues that you've struggled with that was very profound for me and then figure out what the season is figure out what what specific goal you're trying to achieve intern volunteer then of yes. course progressive elaboration, elaboration. small small things <laughs> and then i mean i think one of the things we struggle with is the need to just go out and do it everyone yeah. i'm out there i'm doing this now so it's very important we go through the progressive elaboration then rapid execution first document your conviction and assignment to collaborate don't do it alone partnerships is like gold right now yeah. and then celebrate small wins so thank you guys for being here and for listening um i would really love to know what part of this episode really got to you you know what are you going to start doing from here moving forward don't forget to share in the comment section of instagram follow at becoming by design i would love to hear from you i hope you took a screenshot while you're listening to share on your instagram story whatsapp story i would love to hear what you loved about the episode send me your reviews i'd love to hear what you guys want me to talk about next what kind of guests you want me to interview this is a community that we are building together as we are becoming the woman that we've been created to be by intentional design so it's all about all of us so i'd really 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 love to hear from you guys thank you so much for being here i love you guys